My Karen mother blames my husband for getting her sick. Let me start this by saying that my mother has never liked my husband since we started dating almost five years ago. My mother has always had issues with the fact that my husband has always advocated for my mental health, even if she didn't like the outcome and was the one to help move me out of her house after 18 years of psychological torment. I have always loved him and always will, even if she does not approve of our relationship. On to what sparked this post. My husband was exposed to COVID almost three weeks ago at his job and ended up testing positive. Both of us got tested and I came up negative. I was lucky enough that I never caught it while caring for him for the last couple of weeks and nursing him back to health. I, however, caught a nasty strain of bronchitis and a stomach bug at the same time that left me incapacitated alongside him. From the moment I informed my mother that he tested positive, she claimed, well, it couldn't really be that bad. Also saying, those tests don't come up negative all the time. To err on the side of caution, I did my errands we needed to be done and was the only one bringing in packages that our family dropped off for us. Thankfully, after almost two weeks, he now has tested negative and is feeling back to his old self. His 30th birthday happened to fall three days after he tested negative. I insisted he stay home for that day as we didn't want to celebrate anyway, but we had made plans a few months earlier with my mother to go over to her place for dinner the day after his birthday. I informed her that he was no longer testing positive and she replied, well, now you don't have any excuse not to come over and see me. I received a phone call this morning from my extremely ill mother asking me how to read her COVID test and I walked her through it over the phone, to which she hung up directly after confirming it was positive. I texted her directly after asking where she thought she had picked it up since it had been four days since we last saw her and I needed to know if we needed to get retested. Her response was, I obviously caught it from that no good stupid son-in-law who just had to have his birthday party and couldn't bother thinking of other people's safety. I was dumbfounded at the text and decided not to respond so that I wouldn't say something I regretted. She quickly followed it up with a text saying that I should just ignore it because she has been up throwing up all night and because of her diabetes and her sugars being all over the place since she is sick that I should just ignore the message and get over it. Then she promptly unsent all the messages so that there was no proof that she could possibly be the bad guy. I have had issues with my mother before because she doesn't approve of the man I have chosen to be with but in my mind this is the last straw. I don't know if I ever want to be or ever can be in contact with her again, even if she does apologize to my husband. The mom in this story really is a Karen. I mean, how selfish can you be? Treating their daughter's husband like garbage for some unknown reason. Blaming them for something that they didn't do. He tested negative. Like, come on. How on earth could you blame them for something that clearly is a medical issue that you're dealing with? If I was the woman in this situation, I 100% would have called out my mom on this and made my feelings known. You do not have to take that kind of abuse, and I don't blame her for wanting to cut off contact. Am I I the jerk for not letting my friend bring their dog to our cabin for vacation. My friend group consists of about six people, and one of them is Ashley. I have a beach house, and I usually host some small vacations for our group over there. Ashley recently got a dog, and the dog has separation anxiety, so she can't just leave it alone. She asks if she could bring the dog over. I'm not a fan of dogs unless I know they are service dogs and are properly trained. She often complains how her dog is struggling, and I frankly don't want her dog in my house. I apologize and told her I don't want the dog to come over because I don't want one in the house. She got really upset because she can't leave the dog at a doggy daycare because of separation anxiety. I said I understand, but I guess that meant she wouldn't be able to come. It's also good to know most of my friends love the cabin. It's large and right on the beach, so we've made good memories here and due to COVID, haven't really been there in a while. Ashley is really upset she's missing out on this, and some of my friends think I'm being mean to her and that the dog wouldn't cause much problems while some are defending me. It's getting a little heated, and I don't know what I should 
to do. In all honesty, I can see this both ways. Like, first and foremost, it is your house and it's your responsibility to make sure that it's in good condition. But at the same time, I can kind of see where Ashley's coming from. Maybe the dog has separation anxiety, but it doesn't sound like there's any violent tendencies associated with it. Like, I'm sure if you put the dog in a crate and then just put the crate over by like the front door, it would probably be okay. And I know it's a dog and you want it to be out and playing with it. But if you're really worried it's going to like destroy things, you can take proper precautions. In my opinion, I think the original poster is maybe stretching this a little bit farther than it needs to be, but also it's their property. So, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I accidentally destroyed my son's Minecraft world. My son is seven years old and loves playing Minecraft. Lately, he's been asking me to join him. I've never played it before, but what beats gaming with your kid, right? So he has this world where he just roams and build things. He has built an amazing house. Honestly, I know he's my son and I am probably biased, but the things he builds are amazing. He asked me to build a house next to his, so I did. Then one evening, I think, I'm going to build him a surprise. He's really into robots, so I thought, I'm going to build him a massive robot. And I'm talking Statue of Liberty or Eiffel Tower massive. It's 8 in the evening, we had just brought the kids to bed, and I start building, and building, and building. Around 10, I look at it and I think, this robot is sick. But wouldn't it be cool if it had an Iron Man-like energy source? So I start digging a hole in the robot's chest. Inside, I'm starting to build this energy source type of thing. I figure it has to be shiny and flashy, so I start stacking gold blocks. To make it look extra cool, I capture the gold blocks in transparent ice blocks. I fly away, look at it from a distance, and think, it's not glowing yet. Let me lighten this up with some torches around it. So I do, and it looks amazing. A job well done, so I walk to the fridge and grab myself a well-earned drink. I get back to the TV, and there is water running. There is a legit waterfall pouring down my massive robot's chest. How on earth could this happen? How was I supposed to know the physics make no sense, but all of a sudden, these ice blocks do melt near fire? I quickly shut the hole in the robot's chest, but it's too late. My son's entire house and garden are flooded. There are all kinds of puddles and little lakes where there used to be fields of sheep. He built a convertible car, which now sits on an island. The whole place looks like a mess. So this happened yesterday night. It's now 9 a.m. and my kids are helping my girlfriend bake waffles. At some point, my child will want to play with me. I only hope we can restore the game to a previous point to avoid some kind of meltdown. There might be a silver lining to this because from the sounds of it, the kid seems like a good kid. Maybe he'll be cool with rebuilding the town and uh, kind of making it better. Or the original poster is going to be doomed to a life of indentured servitude to his kid to try and rebuild this town. I scared the life out of my girlfriend by crawling up the stairs like a demon. So we're borrowing my girlfriend's father's house for the weekend while he and his partner are away. It's me, my girl, and our one-year-old son. The kid was put down, to sleep that is, around 8 o'clock p.m., and my girlfriend went to bed at around 11. About two hours ago, around 1 in the morning, I went to draw a bath in the tub. I love taking baths at night, and we don't have a tub at our home now, so when I get the chance, I go for it. The bathroom is on the second floor of the house, alongside three other bedrooms, one of them occupied by the kid and the other one by her and me. Once I've tidied up my stuff and find all the light switches, all that remains is to ascend the staircase and lower my pale carcass into the perfectly tempered water that calms my nerves and soothes my body. The thing is, it's a really creaky staircase, like comically so. It sounds like you're violently disintegrating it beneath your feet as you climb it. The noise is insane. Those noises will wake everybody up in the house if you don't do it perfectly. And even though you're still making enough noise to garner a contract on your head from your neighbors, if you know what I mean. My girl is a light sleeper, has trouble sleeping, and really values the sleep she does get. My son is a slightly heavier sleeper, but he's nowhere near my own loudly 
deadly comatose sleep, and this creaking would shatter any hope of me entering the bath this side of an hour. And did I mention how steep these stairs are? It's more akin to climbing a wall. How three kids grew up in this house without casualties amazes me, because this thing is deadly if you don't watch your step. Add to that the challenge of avoiding creaking and cracking the steps, and you've got a proper quest on your hands. So what do I do? Naturally, I get together an appropriate solution suitable for my ambitions. I figured I'd walk up the stairs on all fours, you know, to distribute my weight as I went up the stairs, to creak less. The idea made sense at the time, and to be honest, it worked, future consequences notwithstanding. The creaking was much, much lower, but not low enough to wake up my girlfriend. As I turned off the last light downstairs and made my ascent, she came out into the hallway. She wasn't wearing her glasses, so it took a moment for her to notice me, since I also instinctively froze for that same amount of time when she opened the bedroom door. So at that very moment, I freeze. So at that very moment, as I freeze, she looks at me, and all she could see was my pale, tired, nighttime face, frozen in an undoubtedly unfortunate grimace, with a bigger, even paler body climbing up at her like an albino spider from the pitch-black darkness of downstairs on all fours at one in the morning. She screamed so loud it shook my eyeballs, and howled as she fell to the floor and shrieked in very real, horrifying fear. Our son woke up, joining his mother in the absolute mayhem that was my relaxing bath time. I nearly fell down the stairs, but managed to rush up and calm my girlfriend down. But she was too terrified and furious to listen to me. Thankfully, she was able to laugh at it once we calmed down our son and her heart rate slowed down to triple digits. My girlfriend, the ever drama queen, feels this was not appropriate behavior at one in the morning. She also thought I looked like an American version of the grudge girl, but creepier. Threats were leveled against me and my dearest private parts if I ever did that again. This is hilarious to me because I can see this happening. I think anybody's crawled up the steps on all fours like a goblin at some point in their life, but to do it in the dark at one in the morning is absolutely hilarious to me. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to sneak around your house to get things done. And unfortunately, you just might scare someone right out of their skin. I think my boyfriend has a crush on my sister. I'll start off by saying my sister has always been the star of our family. She's the typical gorgeous girl. She was prom queen, a cheerleader, and always gets hit on everywhere she goes. By no means am I super insecure. We are related after all, but I'm painfully aware I'm closer to average. I've had other boyfriends in the past, and honestly, them meeting her and hanging out with all three of us has never been an issue. My current boyfriend, on the other hand, is starting to bring up insecurities in me that I never knew I had. It all started when I met some of his friends a couple of months ago. One of them recognized my full name and realized who my sister was from being in the same grade in high school and went on and on about how hot she was and that my boyfriend is probably kicking himself after realizing which sister he picked. Now, I'm used to this sort of banter, but what really hurt is my boyfriend just laughed. At the time, I wasn't mad at my boyfriend, but other situations have made me start to feel extremely insecure. When my friends greet me whenever we hang out, I know they're just being playful when they ask, hey, how's your sister doing? Or is your sister single yet? It's stuff like this that really rubs me the wrong way. And my boyfriend isn't helping. When I met his coworkers, they have talked about her and how attractive she is. But the only tie they would have to her is my boyfriend, which leads me to believe my boyfriend is actively showing her off. I was trying to show him something on Instagram and I noticed he had searched for her profile and lately he always asks about her or even goes as far as to ask to hang out as three of us. I'm close to my sister, but the fact that he invites her to come with us to restaurants or places where I think we're going has gotten me frustrated and is making me feel like he has a crush on her. Anyone with an obviously more attractive sibling have any advice? He's a wonderful guy otherwise, but as I mentioned before, my other exes have acknowledged she's attractive, but have never
never had any sort of obsession over her. Yeah, this is pretty bad. It definitely seems like this guy has a crush on his girlfriend's sister. The original poster goes on to say that they went and they confronted their boyfriend about this and the boyfriend said that he was just trying to show off how attractive the entire family is and he only invites her to things to be nice and stuff like since we go out and eat a lot, he didn't realize he was basically asking her to tag along on dates, which is honestly exactly what he was doing. But the best silver lining about it is that he totally understands why she's upset over this. So you just got to be careful. And also, what terrible friends does this person have? Like, why would you compare this woman to her sister with the implication that she is not as good looking as her sister? Like, that's really rude and disrespectful. I think she needs to find better friends, but it's really good to hear that she has a good boyfriend who understands where she's coming from. My crazy parents stole my Nintendo Switch and held it hostage against me. I'm 20 years old and moved out of my parents' house at 18 because I really couldn't stand it. And it's for all of the kinds of reasons you can guess. They were jerks, favored my younger siblings, used me for free childcare. They even told me, what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. All that garbage. When I left, my dad told me not to let the door hit me on the way out and to never come back. I got the smallest and cheapest apartment I could find and have worked the same full-time job for two years. My parents didn't even hold out a month before calling me and begging me to come back home because without me, someone else had to watch my siblings. I refused because now I finally had time for myself. My dad eventually called me and actually demanded I move back home and pay them rent because family is more important than my personal independence. I said back to him that my life is too important and for once I'm getting to live for myself. So he basically said, well then see how long you can last without us and we didn't talk for months. I don't know what he was hoping for. I managed well enough myself for two years. My family seemed to slowly accept that I wasn't going to come crawling back and over time we seemed to mend things for the most part. I could tell they were having a hard time dealing with the fact that things were on my terms and not theirs. They begged me to watch my youngest siblings from time to time, even though the two that are closest to me in age are in their mid-teens now, but my parents don't want to put babysitting on them any more than they have to, which is hypocritical since they tried to put it on me as much as possible, and yes, I have called them out on that. They responded with gaslighting and more months of silence yet again, and yet, like clockwork, they were the ones to come crawling back asking me for help. Not long ago, I bought myself a Nintendo Switch, even though I could only afford one game for it at the moment. My mom came by on a Saturday and asked me to watch my two youngest siblings for a while. She basically pushed them in the door at me and ran away. I was stuck with these two rowdy kids all day in my tiny apartment. My mom didn't come back until 9 o'clock in the evening, and that is because I called her and made her come get her kids, and she really didn't like that I cut her fun time short. I said that unless she wanted to pay me, I wasn't going to watch my siblings all day anymore, ever again. And next time, I won't even open the door, and I'll call the police if she leaves them outside my doorstep. The next morning, I realized I couldn't find my Nintendo Switch anywhere, so I called my parents. And like I thought, one of my siblings took it. I said I was coming over to get it right away. But my mom said it could wait because my youngest sibling was gaming on it, and she didn't have the heart to take it away. I said it was taken without my permission, and I will be taking it back. I got on my bike and rode there as soon as possible. And when I arrived, my sibling was crying because the Switch's battery had gone dead, and they didn't have the charger. I told them to give it back. But my dad took it and said I can have it back when I agree to start helping out with my siblings more. I told him if that's how he wanted to play this, I'd get the police involved. And no, I was not bluffing. He dug his heels in and insisted I wouldn't do it until I pulled my phone out and started dialing. My mom yelled, wait, and quickly took my Switch back from my dad. He called her a traitor and demanded she return it to him instead of me. But she said it wasn't worth having police called on them. Before leaving, I told them if this 
ever happens again, I'd be calling the police first. And if they want to switch for my siblings so bad, they can get their own. My dad yelled that I can't disrespect him like that. And I countered that even though I'm an adult, he's not bothered to show even an ounce of respect for me and that I had had enough. Then I walked out with him yelling at me to come back and face him. Right now, it's back to silence from them. My mom texted me once again, begging me to still watch my siblings. I said that if she wanted me to babysit so bad, she could pay me. And I'd only take the money in advance because I'm not doing it for free anymore. I simply can't, especially after they stole from me and tried to keep from returning my property. They don't own me. I'm an adult with my own place and my own life, and they can either get used to it or get lost. This is a crazy story because the parents in here are absolutely crossing the line left and right. I mean, this person has their own life. They're 20 years old, living on their own. They have a full-time job, and they spend their hard-earned money on their Nintendo Switch. And these crazy parents try to hold it hostage just so this person can try and babysit their siblings some more. They do not owe their parents anything, especially if they're going to be this abusive. And this person is way more patient than I would have been. If my hypothetical crazy parents left my younger siblings on my doorstep and then ran off, I would have called Child Protective Services. There is no way I would let that slide. This person is a hero in my eyes because they're standing up for themselves and they're setting clear boundaries. And at the end of the day, if someone can't respect those boundaries, then they shouldn't be in your life anyways, family member or not. Today, I messed up by assuming me and my friend were dating. Back in January, I met a guy at my campus who I really hit it off with. The chemistry was undeniable. A couple days later, he asked me if I wanted to go get lunch together with him. Just by the straightforwardness of how he asked, I figured he was asking me out. I was probably blinded by how much I liked him as well. The next several weeks, we spent a lot of time together where he would be the one initiating things and taking me around. At this point, I assumed we were a couple. Fast forward to last Sunday when we ran into some of my old friends and when I introduced him, I called him my boyfriend immediately after that conversation ended and we went our separate ways. He looked at me puzzlingly and asked why I said that. He explained he doesn't date at all and just considered us very good friends and that I'm the closest friend he's had in years. I've never been more embarrassed and it's completely my fault for jumping to conclusions. Oh man, this one's sad. I think this is just obvious evidence that you don't want to jump to conclusions, especially in a relationship, man. You got to make sure you have clear, defined expectations because one person thought they were in a relationship and the other one thought they were just really good friends. I can't help but cringe at this story, but I also feel really bad for the original poster. They obviously thought they had something perfect. And from the sounds of it, this seemed like a really good relationship. But boy, howdy, does it need to be clearly more defined? Otherwise, you're just going to get friend zoned. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe for more content. Turn on notifications so you never miss a video.